the speed at which you can process these transactions for these companies has been tremendous. If I were to throw a number at this, probably a four to one improvement. So it, it's really because you're cutting out that time that people are thinking about what they're doing, as well as the time of, that they're spending traveling to go get those items. Growing a business requires a holistic approach that extends beyond sales and marketing. This approach needs alignment among people, processes, and technologies. So if you're a business owner, operations, or finance leader looking to learn growth strategies from your peers and competitors, you're tuned into the right podcast. Welcome to the WBS Podcast, where scalable growth using business systems is our number one priority. Now, here is your host, Sam Gupta. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the WBS Podcast. I'm Sam Gupta, your host and principal consultant at digital transformation consulting firm Elevate IQ. Warehouses have been using automated storage and retrieval systems, also known as ASRS, for a long time. Well, they have come a long way in their capabilities and along with their interactions with other newer technologies such as robotic arms or cobots, their adoption is still very low. Although ASRS systems provide excellent capabilities, the key is to deeply understand your specific needs and measure your current KPIs for their successful implementation and to reap financial benefits from these initiatives. In today's episode, we have our guest, Tim Harrison, who discusses various ASRS systems and why they are essential to increase the productivity of a warehouse. He also discusses barriers and opportunities in the ASRS ecosystem. Finally, he discusses several metrics and stories where ASRS systems made sense and where they were overkill. In addition to describing their software and hardware interactions with existing systems in the enterprise architecture. Let me introduce Tim to you. Tim Harrison has 20 years of manufacturing and distribution experience delivering solutions. He's a lean manufacturing engineer, design engineer of industrial equipment, and 15 years of progressive B2B sales leadership, including building and operating a B2B sales and service company focused on ASRS and warehouse solutions. With that, Let's get to the conversation. Hey, Tim. Welcome to the show. Hey, Sam. How's it going? Thanks for having me on. Hey, great. Just to kick things off, do you want to start with your personal story and current focus? Yeah, sure. So, Sam, I've been in the material handling, handling business for just over 16 years. I got into the business um, in, a, in a sales executive role. And I've seen a lot of facilities throughout not only the state of Indiana, the Midwest, but also throughout the United States and globally. So I've seen a lot of these facilities and um, have really borne witness to a lot of ways that companies are fulfilling orders, how they're manufacturing products and doing having that exposure to all those different uh, people. Um, all, all those different uh, places has really given me uh, a lot of excitement about the the space of automated storage and warehousing and fulfillment operations. There's just so much going on in that space right now, and it's a it, it seems to be a, a very, I guess, booming place to be. Yeah, automation is definitely exciting, and 
as long as we talk about some of the tangible stories and that's exactly what we are going to be covering today as part of this episode uh, so i am super excited to discuss those but before we do that we have one of the standard question for all of our guests that come on the show and that is going to be your perspective on growth when you think of word business growth what does it mean to you tim well growth means uh, you know addressing the, the the needs of the business as far yeah. as growing revenue top line revenues as well as becoming more streamlined and uh, reducing expenses as it relates to growing that revenue as well so and i also i'm a firm believer in that if you're not growing your business you're actually your business is is slowly dying i i think that if you're not uh, continuing to accelerate your business there there is no flat line in a business you're either growing or you're dying and and the re- reason for that is because your competitors even if you don't think you have any you have competitors out there that are watching you and if they're growing their business and you're not growing yours you're going to lose market share and it's going to become a an issue that at some point in time that you're going to have to uh, own up to yeah couldn't have been said better uh, especially with regards to your comment about everybody having the competitors so i completely agree even if people who don't think that they have competitors they always have some sort of either competing priorities or the competition on that note let's uh, start with the with today's discussion so obviously you are so bullish on on the efficiency and optimization and you play a lot in the manufacturing and the warehousing space so obviously one of the areas for the automation is always going to be the automation um, storage and retrieval and i don't even know how to do this acronym i've been trying this hard man <laughs> <laughs> so you have to help me here <laughs> yeah yeah definitely uh, automated storage and retrieval systems <laughs> okay so i have aars uh, written down here and i don't even know why i have that <laughs> yeah so, yeah okay okay help me why they are important what are the benefits of these automated storage and retrieval systems all right so why they're important they're important because they automate storage and <laughs> now i'm messing up <laughs> <laughs> automate storage and retrieval systems are important because they allow companies to you know to to move inventory and goods uh, within a facility uh, much more quickly and efficiently than traditional methods of you know putting somebody on a forklift to go fetch a product or somebody climbing a ladder to go get something um it, it's a it's a form of goods to person where the, those goods are coming to you to a workstation and you're reducing the travel time you're generally reducing pick errors yeah so you 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 have the the reduction of space that your inventory consumes because now with ASRS you can go vertical you go taller so if you have 30 feet clear or 50 or 60 or even 100 feet clear of ceiling height uh an ASRS system can utilize that vertical space which thereby reduces the floor space required for that same amount of inventory storage and by using ASRS you're also going to see productivity gains because this equipment goes and retrieves those products for you so you as an operator don't have to go back and forth to go pick items there's no more dwell time with trying to walk around and you know thinking about where that item is that item is being delivered right to you and generally there's a a piece of software or other guidance that's saying pick this item from this location 
and then confirm that you've picked that. So those those are the key benefits of an ASR system is force space savings and productivity gains. Okay, so when we look at any sort of robotic technology, and I don't know if this would be qualified as slightly more robotic, but the the kind of job it is doing, I I would think that it is probably going to fall in that category where it is going to follow some sort of instructions and it is actually going to bring whichever products you need. So number one question, how much it is penetrated at this point of time who is using it is it primarily used by the enterprises or uh, is it used in the smb do you have any sense of the industries in which this technology is primarily used and number uh, four is going to be what kind of products are going to be suitable i don't know if very large products are going to be suitable for for this kind of technology or is it going to be only the lighter products i know we have so as far as the industries uh yeah (laughs) You know, quite honestly, ASRS is one of those little secrets that's been out in in business for 50, 60 years. The ASRS is used at your local uh, laundromat, that carousel that's spinning, that's bringing those uh, those uh, laundered goods around to the to the teller. Yeah, that is a piece of um, uh, ASRS equipment, and. So, you know, this equipment has been around for quite some time. The vertical specifically that they're used in, they're used in food and beverage, yeah. um, manufacturing, they're used in aerospace, uh, warehousing and distribution operations, including 3PLs. They're used uh, for storage of small components, LEDs and diodes, to aircraft uh, fuselage components, so to the very large items. And so ASRS really spans this huge, I guess, vast uh, array of different components that you can store and verticals yeah. that they can be applied in. So it's really up to the um, the person that's creating solutions for clients to, to really paint the picture of how these technologies can be implemented in their facility. Okay. So when you look at, I mean, let's say if the technology has been there for 30, 60 years, but if I walk to a warehouse, let's say in my town here right now, Let's say if I visit 10 facilities, I don't know how many of them are really going to use this technology, even though it has been there for 30, 60 years. So what are the challenges of the adoption that you are seeing at this point of time? Why are people not able to utilize this technology? Is it because their warehouse processes are not as standardized as uh, this particular equipment would like? Because when you are hiring labor, obviously you don't have to have your pick processes as a standardized. You can ask a person and that person goes and they pick it. Uh, everything is just easy. You don't have to think. You don't have to yeah. overthink. Yeah. <laughs> but you, you think of, it's easy. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but overall, I think from the planning perspective, typically, I mean, small to medium-sized businesses, they don't necessarily standardize their warehouse process. That's what I have seen in my experience. So for any technology, they need to think about standardizing the operations first before this can be installed, right? That should be the way that it goes. Uh, not everybody does that. There are quite a few companies out there, uh, and you'd yeah. be surprised by the logos that operate this way. But uh, you go into their facility, they don't know how to manage their inventory. They don't have an accurate ca- uh, inventory count. They don't have dynamic locations. They don't have slotting in play. And those all play into ASRS. So generally, it's nice if a client has has an actual standardized process or at least even a documented process that says this is how we do work in our warehouse or even in our manufacturing process. But the truth is, a lot of companies don't. They they really just know that, yeah, there are people out there in the warehouse and they fulfill orders. And that to me is a very scary thought that you have uh, executives out there. They don't really have a good pulse of 
the type of work that's being done in their warehouse, as well as how, how managed or how well managed those processes are. So there's a, a lot that's being put on people that aren't really, they're not trained or educated to know how to fulfill processes and fulfill, you know, uh, orders and, and complete these tasks in the most efficient way possible. That, and to me, that's, that's a, a big struggle that I'm seeing out there in this space. But when it comes to adoption of this uh, technology, the best way to do it is to really have a, a good understanding of the process that you have in play now. And the reason for that is that it makes it a whole lot easier to justify the purchase of this equipment. You can you know, more easily uh, capture what that ROI is really going to look like instead of uh, working in generalities. So to me, that, that's a big key there is, uh, you know, know your process, know what uh, that process costs you now. So good metric is your cost per pick. And then you can compare ASRS solutions to what you're doing now and really determine, is it really going to be a great fit or are there better uh, ways of improving your um, uh, cost per pick? Interesting comment there, especially around cost per pick. And I really don't know how many distributors or manufacturers really know what their cost per pick is, to be honest. Uh, I don't oh, yeah. even know if they have the documented picking process. So tell us what is required to know cost per pick. Have you seen any specific systems that actually provide the costing granularity at the picking level? Yeah, there are some good, uh, generally homegrown WMS systems yeah. where the, 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 co the companies themselves have determined that that's a key KPI and they will measure that. And, you know, if that cost per pick is going up, that's generally due to overtime, the pick errors, things of that sort. So there, there are a lot of variables that play into that cost per pick, but the world-class warehouse and distribution operations, they know their cost per uh, pick. They know their uh, pick error rates. They know uh, how closely they're meeting their service level agreements. They, they really have a good hold on um, how well their business is running. And they continually try to improve it too. That's the other side of it. They don't just measure it, but they're trying to make it better and better as they move along. Okay, so can you talk about a little bit more into this costing aspect uh, of the WMS? How are they calculating the, this cost? Are they calculating based on the amount of time that each person is taking in picking a product? And then they are dividing by the rate of that person. Uh, can you talk about a little bit about how, how the costing works? Yeah, so cost per pick, that's generally uh, tied to the, the labor that's required to make that pick, as yeah. well as the overhead required for that person to make that pick. So okay. if there are equipment um, leases, if there's you know electrical bills, I mean, the, the insurance and health benefits, all that overhead, all those expenses get pulled into that cost per pick. So really, it's a, that cost per pick is really, it really encapsulates what it costs for every time somebody gets an order in their hand yeah. And to take that and go get that item and put it in a box and provide it to a pack station. And then you can, you know, there's a cost per pack and there's, there are a lot of different costs there. But if we're talking specifically cost per pick, that's yeah. really what it is. It's a solid metric that you can say, you know what, every time I have an order that needs to be picked, um, yeah. this is how much it costs to go pick that. And generally it's down to the order line level. Sometimes you could get to the each level, but generally it's down to the order line. Okay, interesting. So now this is going to be a very interesting conversation because now uh, most likely you are going to have some sort of stories where you had cost per pick 
and then you install probably the ARS system. And I know that there are multiple different types of ARS system. So basically, the way I'm visualizing this process, if I were running my own manufacturing or distribution straw, and let's say if I want to try many different picking strategies and many different sort of the, the patterns inside my warehouse to find, okay, what is going to be most optimum for me and what is going to be safest for my people as well, because when you exhaust them <laughs> in picking, even if you are not worried about the cost, I mean, there are going to be other implications from the health and safety perspective, right? So right. obviously thinking about picking is a very smart thing to do in, in my mind. So when you think of these different strategies in the warehouse, especially around the types of AAR systems that could be utilized versus different picking strategies, do you have any specific stories that you might be able to mention where you have been able to reduce the cost per pick? Uh, definitely. I've worked with rocket scientists that yeah. didn't know where their inventory was located and how, how long it would take them to go find a part. And they would lose rocket parts. And the same in the, the aviation space. There are plenty of aircraft uh, maintenance areas and aircraft manufacturers that they utilize very old method methodologies for storing and retrieving their parts. And generally what happens with those folks is that they go to a location and it's supposed to have an item there. It's not there. Maybe somebody came in beforehand and took that because, you know, they needed it in a, in a pinch and they needed to go ship that out to somebody. Maybe there was one that was damaged and somebody, instead of following the process of documenting that inventory being removed, they just went and they just took it right out of the location. So in those uh, couple of instances, providing ASRS systems has really benefited them because that the, the system itself, you have to, if you're using software to drive them, um, the system you is requiring you to enter in a part number and gen generally a quantity before it delivers a location to you. And then when it does deliver that location to you, if there are multiple components on that tray or that carrier or within that tote, the system will tell you, pick from this location. Sometimes it even has a light or a laser pointer, some other indicator, you know, delivering that pick location. And then tied to that, you can also implement barcode scanning so you can verify the, the part that you've picked, you can verify the location you picked from. And then, you know, if you have a, a barcoded quantity, you can verify the, the quantity as well as serial numbers, things of that sort. So the pick errors and uh, the speed at which you can process these transactions uh, for these companies has, has been tremendous. If I were to throw a number at this, probably a four to one improvement. So it, it's really because you're cutting out that time that people are thinking about what they're doing, as well as the time of that they're spending traveling to go get those items. Okay, amazing. So let's talk about the growth of the business and their need for a WMS. So let's say if I installed a WMS, probably in a very small warehouse, let's say the warehouse has 3,000 square feet, there are some smaller ones as well. If they are producing very tiny, tiny parts, then they are not going to have very large warehouse. But the standard ones, especially in these small, small to medium-sized businesses, we see is going to be probably 50,000, maybe uh, you know, slightly bigger. So let's say if a manufacturer or the distributor has this kind of warehouse, do they need a WMS or do would they need when they have, let's say, one distribution center and maybe 10 different locations? So can you talk about some sort of growth journey when a WMS is going to be a right fit versus when it is going to be an overkill? Well, I think it's always a right fit to have a WMS uh, of some sort. 
And the reason being is that I, I'm a firm believer that you need software to really drive the process for what people, what tasks people are, are performing at your at your business. So yeah. without a WMS, it's very much a, a free for all, and people get to dictate what they're doing, when they're doing it, how long they're doing it for. Whereas a WMS, you're directing them, and you're telling them this is where this your inventory store. You're telling them this is how they're supposed to process those orders. You're really guiding them in that uh, that process of uh, performing those tasks. And there are several, you know, lots, not just several, but uh, quite a few uh, WMS systems out there at various levels. So maybe you don't need a true full-blown WMS that's going to cost you a million dollars plus. Maybe it's something that's, you know, uh, a, a couple hundred, you know, a couple hundred thousand or even lower, you know, maybe it's something in the, the 20 to $30,000 range. That's very, very basic. But yeah. At some level, you should know what your inventory, where your inventory is, how much you have on hand, and provide people guidance to be able to do what they need to do for you. Yeah, so I guess it'll be beneficial for our audience to sort of differentiate between uh, the ERP system because they are definitely going to require some sort of ERP system. And a lot of this functionality probably is going to reside in, in case of an ERP system. So when we talk about the smaller operations business, I mean, they are going to probably have, especially the newer ERP system, maybe not the older ones, but the newer ERP system, they provide some sort of, uh, you know, WMS functionality because ERP system itself is probably able to read the barcodes. They can probably use the barcode scanner they can do a little bit of, obviously, the inventory is part of the ERP system. So they can do inventory. They can design their warehouses right inside the, the ERP system itself. Uh, but then uh, they are not going to be able to do these complex warehouse operations where you will be able to measure the efficiency. So the way you describe, for example, uh, your metrics such as the cost per pick <laughs> probably is not going to be possible in these smaller ERP systems. Oh, uh, definitely not. You, <laughs> definitely not. That, that, yeah. That's where you probably need uh, a, a bigger, uh, you know, WMS system where they can they can analyze these workflows. They can probably do, and I don't know if you have vortex scenarios as part of the bigger WMS systems to be able to analyze how you are going to be able to accomplish these cost savings. So yeah, so in these smaller uh, WMS systems, I have seen, let's say the way picking, sometimes the batch picking, sometimes it is there, sometimes it is not. Uh, yes, the barcode scanning is there, the serial number is there, cross-talking, maybe there, maybe not. <laughs> right, uh, right. It's all so, over the place. Yeah, so in my mind, you know, if they are already using uh, some sort of ERP system, there is a stage when they will need a specialized WMS system, especially if they are more into the distribution scenario. There is a role for it. And that everybody has to recognize. So that is the point that I was talking to you. So when would be that point? Is it going to be when you have, let's say, two different distribution center? Can they manage in one distribution center when they have, let's say, just 150,000 square feet warehouse? They don't necessarily have a lot of areas to be able to manage, uh, not a lot of picking going on there. So when is that stage when they would require a specialized WMS, even if it is going to be a smaller WMS? I, I would look back at your labor costs and the amount of labor. I, I would say that if you have more than 15, 20 people per shift out there on the warehouse floor fulfilling yep. orders, then yep. you should really start to think about a WMS because the the savings, you know, the, you know, maybe 15, 20% uh, savings that you would you could achieve uh, through yeah. implementing a WMS becomes very tangible as part of your ROI. Uh, when you have an operation with 20 people per shift, if you've got you know that 60 people per um, per workday that are fulfilling orders, 
that those numbers add up very quickly and and build a really strong case for an ROI on a, a WMS. Yeah, and uh, in these uh, the ASRS systems that you mentioned, do they account for let's say the floor space optimization? Do they account for the cost savings because of the floor space? Because your initial comment was around that that you are actually saving a lot of floor space, and that's a tangible dollar saving for a CFO. Oh, definitely, <laughs> definitely. So. So when you have these WMSs, do they account for that saving as well so that you can do you can do analysis based on that too, that, okay, you are obviously reducing cost per pick. That is one argument. But then you have other savings associated with that. Would they be accounted as part of cost per pick or are they going to be accounted as part of the overhead? Well, you, that's going to be included as part of the overhead. And they're, they're almost like separate um, calculations or formulas. So you, your cost okay. per pick is something that's happening every day and it's part of your operations. When you implement an ASR system, you're yeah. looking at that floor space savings as part of the ROI justification for purchasing that piece of equipment. And generally, you know, you're doing it because you have a need to, to store more goods in a fixed uh, location. And the, the alternatives are build another building or move somewhere else or expand upon your building. So when you do the, the calculation or did that cost justification for ASRS equipment, that's really where the, the floor space savings comes into play. It's not really tied in, in the WMS. There's no, as far as I know, there's nowhere that says, hey, you know, at this point in time, we implemented ASRS and now our cost per pick is down, has gone down. But it should be reflected through the, the P&L with your expenses. And, you know, you should be able to marry it up at some, at some point. Okay, so let's talk about different ASRS systems that we have, and I'm pretty sure they are going to have their own fit overall in terms of in which scenario they are going to be fit. Probably it's the size of the product or maybe because of the floor space. So tell us, you know, what are different types of ASRS systems that are available and in which situations that are going to be fit? All right, so you've got um, vertical carousels, which are yeah. generally yeah. utilized in areas that have less than 20 feet of uh, overhead space, and you're storing smaller components. Uh, a vertical carousel is basically like a, a Ferris wheel in a box. So you have you know spinning drawers or spinning carriers that uh, move or bring inventory to you at a at an ergonomic height. Then you have vertical lift modules. And what those are, they're tray-based systems where you have a tray that's, say, uh, eight feet wide, 34 inches deep. You, you pick and store inventory onto that tray. You push a button, and that tray goes into the machine, measures the tallest product on that tray, and puts it away in the first available spot. Those machines can get up to 100 feet tall. And on those units, they are um, uh, scalable in size. So you can go with something that's 48 inches wide on a tray up to over 14, 15 feet wide per tray, those manufacturers, um, and there are several of them, they can also do some custom work as well. Those machines, uh, you know, you can generally perform a transaction, you know, one tray request per minute. Some are a little bit faster, some are a little bit slower, but uh, the really nice thing about those uh, units is that you can have one machine or you can have 15, and you can create some really nice work cells where you're storing and retrieving inventory, maybe doing some batch picking. That That's really, what, uh, where, where those can come into play. You also have horizontal carousels. Those systems were, were really some of the older pieces of equipment when it comes to ASRS. And yeah. basically imagine they're, they're shelving units that rotate around to you. Uh, large distribution centers, um, such as the, the different uh, pharmacy, you know, pharmacy companies that you see yeah. 
uh, just about every shop uh, block, they um, they use these uh, inside their warehouses. Hardware stores use them. And there it's kind of the same idea as a vertical carousel, smaller items. Maybe you're picking cartons, but they, they're really, they provide a lot of access to the SKU base uh, with just one access point. So vertical lift, you know, it's 10 foot wide and you can go 30 feet tall or more. That's nothing compared to the speed of a horizontal carousel that's maybe 150 feet long. And maybe you bank two or three of those and you have one person picking out of all three of those carousels. So that technology exists. And then you go into the uh, Cube ASRS. So Cube ASRS is something like a, uh, an auto store system where you have a tote that yeah. items are being placed into. Those systems are implemented by uh, you know, companies like Dick's Sporting Goods. So yeah, places yeah. where, you know, they have small eaches, they're, they're taking a, a carton and breaking it open, but they want to do each picking out of it, maybe for e-com applications. The next step there up would be like, say, a mini load system. Mini load systems have cranes that can run pretty quickly up and down aisles and fetch totes in and out of a system. And then you have pallet load ASRS systems. You have pallet shuttles that, um, you know, basically they run into your rack and pull the, the tote that you need out of that rack or bring it forward to you. So I think that's uh, that's pretty much, that runs the gamut of the different ASR systems that are out there. And, and there are okay. new ones that, that are being invented almost, you know, every couple of years. Okay, amazing. So obviously I'm, I'm definitely interested in knowing some of the new ones as well. I don't know, you know, what are the changes that have been there in the technology, but I'm also interested in knowing, let's say if I'm the CFO and I am trying to explore if, and ASRS system is going to be the right fit for me or not. So what are the some of the questions that you would recommend asking if I were to explore the ASRS system? Really, I would uh, ask the, the provider to demonstrate their, their value. Okay. How, fast, fa- how fast can they pick? And, and really, the biggest question is, how is it going to impact your cost per pick by implementing this, this system? How is it going to improve the quality? of the um, the picking accuracy in your system. How's it going to you know really benefit uh, overall worker productivity in that facility? And, and those manufacturers and the consultants that operate in that space, they have uh, lots of documentation, they have plenty of formulas, but really as a CFO, you need to look at maybe what they provide and you know bring in others as well. So you have several to look at and understand how are they coming up with those figures and validate them because as we all know, somebody that's trying to sell you a piece of equipment, well, they're going to try to make it look as um, as shiny and, and, and as attractive as possible. Whereas, um, you know, you as a CFO, you need to look at it and really scrutinize those those figures and make sure that those apply to your facility. Don't just take their estimates as uh, as the the final word. Yeah. And so let's go back to your your original com- comment about, you know, this improvement that is happening in this space. So is it happening primarily from the technology perspective or is the speed improving as well? So what are some of the changes that you are seeing at this point of time in the market? And when you talk about this speed of picking, uh, is it primarily the, the mechanical or electrical technology that is improving and that is what is driving the speed? Or is it primarily because of the algorithm that is that is that is that is improving? that is driving these speeds. So can you talk about the improvement overall in this space? Yeah, so there are a couple of uh, newer comers uh, into this space, um, yeah. such as those uh, Cube ASRS uh, systems where, and really the benefit there is that they play very nicely in this idea of goods to person, where you have a, an operator that's somewhere in your facility 
And instead of them going to get the inventory out of racks or shelving, totes are actually flowing to them. And yep. software is telling them what to pick out of there. They pick it. And then the remaining tote or remaining inventory in that tote flows back into the system and gets automatically put away. So it's really the, the technology uh, itself has become, you know, as far as ASRS, uh, it's become more reliable and it's also become more integrated with software. So the software that used to be on these systems was very limited, but now you can get software with a basic ASR system that can batch for you, that can do barcode scanning and verifications for you, uh, serial number tracking. It can balance out the work. And I'm talking about systems that cost maybe $30,000 and you can start implementing this in your your facility, not just in ASRS, but some of that software, it, it's more of a WES, you know, warehouse execution so- system or software. Those are really powerful tools that really help bring this technology to the to the forefront. So using the, the older technology, maybe um, this newer software, and then combining it with other technologies. So maybe some um, robotic arms and, you know, some cobots, some conveying systems, so AM, some AMRs. If you start bringing all these systems together, you can yeah. create some really creative solutions that are very high speed, high throughput, um, and just very flexible. That's the other piece of this is that some of these new technologies allow your facility to be flexible because as we all know, what you're doing today is probably not going to be what you're doing tomorrow. And, and that's the trend that I've been seeing with the in the in warehousing specifically is that um, you know companies or 3PLs or other entities, they, they used to just bring a pallet in and ship a pallet out. And now they have to bring a pallet in and they have to ship a case out. They have to ship a each out. And they, oh, by the way, they still have to ship a, a pallet out as well. So having systems that are flexible that can perform multiple functions to that respect is really, really awesome. All right, Tim, that's it for today. Do you have any last minute closing thoughts by any chance? I would say that uh, when you're thinking about ASRS systems and WMS uh, software for your facility, really keep in mind, how's it going to impact your bottom line. The real thing to, to look out for is what, what is it really going to do for you? Are you really going to be able to save in labor? Are you really going to have a better throughput? Are you really going to be able to achieve those targets that you're, that you're set or you're trying to achieve? That's really the big thing. When I meet with the executives about their systems you know, and their processes, uh, I, I really, I it, I just can't stress it enough. You really need to know what your people are doing now before you go in there and start changing it and rearranging your warehouse and thinking that you're going to get huge gains when really you're you're still doing the same thing. Just it looks a little bit different now. So that that to me, you know, those those thoughts are the the key ones that I, I think people should take from this. Yeah, and my personal um, takeaway is going to be that you need to know where you are, and if you are trying to sell any of the changes then you need to measure it first. And then the selling is going to be far easier if you are going to bring a new technology or change in the process. So figure out how to measure that. So on that note, I really want to thank you for your time. This has been super insightful and fun conversation, Tim. Awesome. Yeah, thanks, Sam. I really appreciate it. I cannot thank our guests enough for coming on the show, for sharing their knowledge and journey. I always pick up learnings from our guests and hopefully you learned something new today. If you want to learn more about Tim, head over to parityrfp.com. It's P-A-R-I-T-Y-R-F-P.com. He's always open to discuss your warehouse processes and material handling challenges. 
Links and more information will also be available in the show notes. If anything in this podcast resonated with you and your business, you might want to check other related episodes, including the interview with Chuck Coxett from Facensis, who discusses warehouse mobility trends in the enterprise and SMB markets. Also, the interview with Kevin Lorden from the New Warehouse podcast, who discusses why standardization plays a key role in inventory planning. Also, don't forget to subscribe and spread the word among folks with similar backgrounds. If you have any questions or comments about the show, please review and rate us on your favorite podcasting platform or DM me on any social channels. I'll try my best to respond personally and make sure you get help. Thank you, and I hope to catch you on the next episode of the WBS Podcast. Thank you for listening to another episode of the WBS Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform so you never miss an episode. For more information on growth strategies for SMBs using ERP and digital transformation, check out our community at wbs.rocks. We'll see you next time.